what is broken heart syndrome and how does it affect us? That's what we're talking about on today's episode. Welcome back to Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. I am your host, Sarah Geringer, and I'm glad to be back with you for a short episode during this holiday season. I'm actually having to re-record it because it didn't save the first time, so that's good because I can make it even a little bit shorter for you so it's easier for you to listen to in this really busy season. What is broken heart syndrome? I had never heard of it until this year. This has been a very difficult year for me, as I talked about before with my own divorce. And I first experienced this syndrome in March. And now in December, I have experienced it again. And for me to explain it to you, since it it can be a medical condition, I'm just going to read straight from the article I found on the Mayo Clinic website. But before I do that, I just want to emphasize that this show is never meant to be a substitute for professional or medical advice. It is just a supplement to whatever you're going to discuss with your doctor or your therapist or your spiritual advisor. So please go get more information if you think that this could be affecting you. Okay, I'm going to read directly from this article. It will be linked in the show notes. The article says broken heart syndrome is a heart condition that's often brought on by stressful situations and extreme emotions. The condition also can be triggered by a serious physical illness or surgery. Broken heart syndrome is often a temporary condition some people may continue to feel unwell after the heart is healed. People with broken heart syndrome may have sudden chest pain or think they're having a heart attack. Broken heart syndrome affects just part of the heart. It briefly interrupts the way the heart pumps blood. The rest of the heart continues to work as usual. Sometimes the heart contracts more forcefully. It says that symptoms of broken heart syndrome can mimic a heart attack. Symptoms may include chest pain or shortness of breath. It also says any persistent chest pain could be due to a heart attack, so call 911 or emergency services if you have new or unexplained chest pain. And I definitely want to say that that might be necessary for you. It was not necessary for me. So this is what it says about the causes. The exact cause of broken heart syndrome is unclear. It's thought that a surge of stress hormones such as adrenaline might temporarily damage the hearts of some people. How these hormones might hurt the heart or whether something else is responsible isn't completely clear. A temporary squeezing of the large or small arteries of the heart may play a role. People who have broken heart syndrome also may have a change in the structure of the heart muscle. So that being said, that's just a portion of the article. So if you have this syndrome, it would probably be good to go get checked out by a doctor. And I didn't need that. I'm just going to tell you 
my story uh, so that you just have someone else's story to think about if you might be struggling with this problem. So the best way I can explain how this felt to me is to compare it to another pain that probably most of us have experienced. You know when you are running and you're not breathing correctly and you get a stitch in your side and it's just a sharp pain because your diaphragm muscles have not been working right so they tense up until you can breathe properly again and then it goes away in about five or ten minutes. That's what I felt. That same tight, acute, uncomfortable pain, but I felt it right in the middle of my chest over my heart. And the difference was it didn't go away within 10 minutes or so. So first time that I experienced this was back in March. This was when the uh, divorce papers were being presented to the judge. And I was not present in court. But the day that that happened, I, I felt that pain in the middle of my chest. And it took several days for it to go away. The second time that I felt it was just this past week. And I had been sick with the flu, but this pain settled in my chest. And this is after I was feeling kind of better from the flu symptoms. And I was just kind of puzzled a little bit, but I paid attention to it. And then I realized that it was because of one of these silent anniversaries of trauma that occurred last year when basically the emotional affair was beginning that ended my marriage and I didn't know that at the time but now I know it and so over the weekend that's what was happening in me this pain was manifesting in my chest and it took probably four or five days before it subsided. As I'm recording this uh, this morning, I don't really feel that pain anymore. And so I think it has taken care of itself. Like the article said, that a lot of times broken heart syndrome can be temporary. And so that was true in my case. I never brought it up to my doctor or even my counselor. I think it was just a temporary feeling related to the strong emotional pain in both situations. Now, if you are new to this podcast, you might not know that I did a three-part series on the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and it talks about how our body houses trauma and how we have to address our trauma to get rid of the aches and pains and even life-threatening diseases um, that can affect us if we don't address the trauma. So I highly encourage you to listen to those episodes and I will link them in the show notes. So what do you do if you have broken heart syndrome other than getting in touch with your doctor well, I have learned in these two instances that it's related to grief. 
and I am learning this year what it's like to grieve and it is awful and I think really my whole life I've been grieving on some level since my parents got divorced over 40 years ago and it still affects me today but I think that this year all of the the grieving has come to the forefront and I'm starting to learn actually how to do it and not get stuck in it and not keep repeating the same things and so part of this grief process is realizing that it just takes time and it it just is not going to feel good and you have to kind of sit in it and I really don't like that but allowing myself to just feel sad and not cover it over with busyness or other activities just being sad and admitting that what happened was really hard and really painful and it really hurt and it broke my heart and I think you might be experiencing this sometime over the losses in your life or it's possible that this could happen as you're processing past pain about um, the trauma that occurred closer to the actual divorce, maybe when you were a child. So it doesn't have to pop up in terms of the pain that you're experiencing right now. Like, for example, when I felt it in March, that was pain related to real-time events. But this pain in December was trauma stored in my body for over a year that really hadn't been completely addressed so it can pop up again and I don't think it's something to be fearful about I think it's something that we need to be proactive about so I'll just tell you what I ended up doing this last week Uh, it was very hard because the flu waylaid my plans and so I realized in in terms of having a a week of nothing how much my social interaction uh, face-to-face with people at church, with the people that I minister to in my Stephen ministry, and also I have a mentoring relationship. I really missed that, and it taught me that I really had to be proactive about reaching out for help from other people, and sometimes that's only possible with a phone call, or FaceTime, but we have to be proactive about filling us up with community and picking people who will let us be real with our pain. I can't tell you how many dumb things people have said to me this year that did not help, but the people that have helped me the most are the ones who have endured the same kind of trauma that I have. And That has been the most helpful to me to just have somebody who will listen and affirm and then gently give suggestions that will help me move one step ahead. And that has been the most helpful to me. Another thing is just practicing good self-care. So not just rest, not just sleeping, but doing things that are going to fill me back up 
and I am such a high achiever and I really have just so much on my plate as a single parent. But the last week, again, being sick, but also coming off of that, just taught me that I need to sit down in the evenings and just watch TV and kind of veg out and spend some quality time with my kids. And that's just as important and good and valid as getting stuff done. So just slowing down and pouring back into myself with pleasing activities was what I needed to get rid of this pain in my chest. And of course, another thing is connecting with God over the issue, because I believe that the Holy Spirit uses that physical pain to draw us closer to himself and help us to work out whatever's going on in us. And I journaled about this and I prayed about it and God gave me some clarity on it. And I thought about the verses where he says, a bruised reed I will not break. And another verse that says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So I knew he was going to heal me. He was going to heal that broken heart inside of me if I just was honest with him about how much it hurt, how much it still hurts because the betrayal is still in my face. And I was just crying out to him about what I can see, what I can literally see when I leave my driveway, the kind of trauma that's still occurring. And it's so hard. It's so hard at Christmas time when families are supposed to be together. And I know that the holidays can be so hard for us as adult children of divorce. And I've done some holiday episodes. I will link those in the show notes. And we just have to get through them. It's making these choices to take care of ourselves and reach out for help. I've already told you I've got my standing appointments with my counselor and that's going to help me, but that's only one hour a month. So I have to do these other things to take care of myself in between my sessions with my counselor. So I'm hoping that my podcast episodes will be a kind of help for you if you are struggling in this holiday season and they will just be affirmation of the kind of hurts, the unique hurts that we experience as adult children of divorce. So I'm going to end this episode with a prayer and I just want you to know if you have anything specific you want me to pray about for you, you can go to my contact page that's linked in the show notes and I would be honored to pray for you in this season. Let's pray. Father God, I praise you for the gift of grief. You give us grief as a channel for healing. And when our hearts are broken, you call us to come to you for healing. And you give us your strength and encouragement and comfort when we meet with you. And also you give us people to encourage us and lift us up when the burden is too heavy for us to carry. So Lord, I pray that if the one listening today has a broken heart, that they would go to you and get their wounds bound up and receive your healing balm and that they would know that you are not going to 
break them, that you are going to be with them in this sorrow. And as they grieve their losses, then they can find healing and even peace in your presence. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. This will probably be the final episode of 2022. I'm going on vacation with my children and I am looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to being back with you in the new year. So I have that page in the show notes that shows you all of the past episodes. You can catch up on those while you have your break with your family. And I pray God's blessings and peace on you in the close of this year.